Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Are you there? Yes. So I have to tell you before we start. So a while ago, I ordered a fairy crown for my costume. Mm -hmm. It came today, this morning, and I just realized I still have it on my head. Wow. (laughs) What? It's beautiful. (laughs) You'd be wearing it too if you were me. I love that. How long ago did you get it this morning? About an hour ago. Nice. It must be very comfortable. That's kind of a good uh, review for you to leave for the seller. So comfortable you forgot you were wearing it. (laughs) Well, the thing is, it just, it rests on top of your head. And so I'm trying to figure out how the hell do you keep it from falling off your head? I'll figure it out. Bobby pins or something, maybe? Well, they give you bobby pins, so I'm sure you're right. Hi, kitty. I keep having to mute myself because first he was crying to come in the room. Now he's in the room and now he's crying again. Why? I don't know. Just to drive me insane. Well, where's your daughter that owns that cat? Because uh, we got a show to do and he's going to be doing that the entire time. This isn't the new cat. This is Bowie. Oh, Bowie. What's wrong, Bowie? He's very vocal. Yeah, he is. Good God. Yeah, yeah that's all right. So um, I'm excited to talk to you about this book. It's going to be an interesting podcast. I'll warn our viewers right now. I've had little hints along the way. I'm excited for you to tell me about this book. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and okay. T- and tell me all the things that you enjoyed. I will. So do you want to intro this book? Sure. The book we're talking about today is American Werewolf in Space by Alicia Sunderland. And it's book number one in Not Your Mama's Alien Romance series. And this apparently is her first book. That's what we heard from Trev when we talked to her in the last episode. So, Well, I read it. I read a little blurb about her. So this is her first book. Oh, okay. Cool. Do you want to read the description of the book? Or do you want to just start talking about it? Uh, the blurb for it? Yeah. Sure. One second. Let me look it up. <laughs> Oh, I haven't read the blurb for one of the books we've done in a while, so. Well, that's why I said it to you, to throw it off. Oh my god, this crown is so pretty. (laughs) I'll wear it over to your house one day so you can see it. Probably not on purpose if you forget that you're wearing it. Oh, except I just realized that, you know, I hate being me because I notice everything. The pearls are on one side there's more pearls on one side than the other but it's so blingy looking that you probably can't really tell i think nobody's people gonna be counting be, the pearls yeah they'll just be fascinated with the beauty of this thing on my head yeah or concerned that you're wearing it in the grocery store who knows i was oh my god i can't <laughs> believe you just said that because i went i was just gonna say to you do you think people would notice if i wore it to the grocery store and have me committed it's like one of my favorite pictures of my older kid was when i took her to the grocery store 
and she had on like a full length gown and like a fake fur uh stole and (laughs) uh, elbow length gloves and i took her picture near the produce because she wanted to go to the store like that so that's what we did yeah of course you gotta let your kids do that so you can show them pictures later just mm-hmm. previews of the diva she was to become. Kids are like so good at that where they just do what they want and they don't care what other people think or how other people might look at them. But then as we get older, then we start to be concerned like, oh, if I go to the grocery store dressed like this, people are going to look at me. And then you get, I don't know, it's like something about that innocence when your kid gets squashed as you get older. It's really sad. It's very sad. That's why your mother's reverting and I don't care. <laughs> I will wear this crown to the grocery store and I will, I won't care what people think. They'll I, just, I I'll just be thinking, when, they'll so be I'm, jealous. I might have to sneak into the store while you're in there and take your pictures from afar. That's fine. We can do that. <laughs> I can't handle it. I have to take a throat lozenger while you're um, reading the blurb. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. That's fine. I'm ready anyways. So go ahead. The blurb says on board this spaceship, I'm only certain of two things. One, The movies lied to me. Two, I'm about to mark an alien and take him like the beast I am. Look, I don't believe in aliens either until I was abducted by them. Waking up on board a spacecraft among several other naked, terrified women prisoners mostly ruled out my government lab fears. Thank God. But just in case, I tore our captors limb from limb. That's when I discover our fellow prisoner, General Attends. This alien is different from the others, mostly because he's about 10 times stronger, 10 times bigger, and (laughs) no, he can't be my mate. The things I'm imagining us doing are something no shifter should be contemplating with an alien. But if I'm going to hell, I'd rather earn my place thoroughly. My desires are about to become the least of my problems, however, because like it or not, we're now embroiled in a vicious war of the planets, and that includes Earth. If I want a home to go back to, I need to focus. Yep, I'm screwed. And then let's see, there's an author note that says... This book contains bloody violence, spicy scenes with extra appendages, and a foul-mouthed heroine. If you like your leading ladies delicate and in need of a rescue, then this book isn't the one for you. If you want a kill and eat first and ask questions later kind of gal, well then keep on reading. This book ends on a soft cliffy. So, and it came out in October of last year. Yeah, so the book opens with uh in her point of view where she's talking about trouble and she just says that trouble found her and it wasn't her fault she's all puny men they whine so much when you break their legs i highlighted that too (laughs) she's in a jail cell with her bff her who's named patty who's a prostitute her and patty have known each other for a long time and some guy was apparently smacking patty around and she told the cops when they showed up that his neck was snapped like that when she got there and she's saying what a good friend patty is and she comes to in the spaceship and she was taken from her bed and realizes that she's in this dark room with other women a woman's telling her that she's been there about a month that she's not really sure that she was taken by aliens and her name is Callie. The main female person in the book, she introduces herself as Jack and she describes herself in her mind as being a mean bitch with big teeth. She asks Callie, what do these aliens look like? And 
Another woman answers and says they're bipedal, only two arms, normal hands, five fingers, and they're really tall and they look like sharks, cookie cutter shark with shark eyes, very black, no pupils, no ears, and no hair. And the woman that's speaking to her uh, becomes another friend in the book. Her name is Dr. Samantha Johnson. Are you following me so far? Yes, I liked the beginning of this book. And I liked how at first she thinks that she was taken from the jail cell to a government lab. So she's yeah. really worried like, oh, they're going to experiment on me and figure out her secrets, I should say. Right. And then once she starts talking to this other person, she's like taken on a ship. And then she goes, then she thinks, oh, don't tell me. And she says, this isn't a government lab. I asked dread pulling in my stomach please be a government lab i didn't mind vivisection honest <laughs> she goes yeah. real quickly from please don't be a government lab to like actually that would be better yeah that would be better mm -hmm. so she finds out that there's there's other women in there there's like two or three girls in a cage she starts asking if they have if these aliens have weapons and She's told that they are. She thinks that these aliens are going to sell them for parts or that they're sex traffickers. Inside herself, she hears kill it with fire. I highlighted that too because that was oh, hilarious. Funny. It was hilarious. I've probably said that before where I see something horrible or some sort of insect. And I'm like, kill it with fire. <laughs> Yeah, that's what she thinks as soon as she sees these alien things for the first time. And they sounded disgusting. So then she comes up with two different plans, what she calls plan A and plan B. Plan A is to get the girls out, especially Callie. Kill all life that isn't human or me. Because <laughs> at this point, we know she's not necessarily human. But I don't think we know exactly what she is yet. Right. Then she said, preferably with fire, but fangs worked too. Fly the spaceship, get back to Earth, get off the ship, and pretend this all never happened. Plan B, on the off chance that we have left beautiful, she says, terra firma. Like, basically, if we left Earth, she busts mm -hmm. out solo, goes full beast mode, tear everything that isn't human or me apart, get Callie to learn to fly a super advanced alien spaceship, go to Earth, get off the ship, and pretend this never happened. So either way, the plan is go to Earth and pretend none of this ever happened. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to just be like that. Be like, uh, I have to block this from my mind completely so that I can live through the trauma of it all. She ends up trying to come up with a plan. She's going to get out of there and leave the women in there while she goes out and kills all these things. And I think we still don't know what she is yet, but she decides in order to keep the girls from screaming, she needs to tell Patty at least what she is. Yeah, she shows her, a, I think she only shows her a partial shift of her hand. And she says something like, the aliens aren't the only monsters here. And Patty ends up taking her hand and smiling at her. Her and says, are you going to kill them all, Jack? And Jack's like, yes. She's all a neck snapping thing. Patty's very accepting of her. They have a very, I, I like their relationship because Patty is 
fucking crazy, to put it mildly. Patty's very accepting, plus Jack is basically her BFF since Jack rescued Patty from this abusive man Mm -hmm. a while ago when they were on Earth. So Patty pretty much trust Jack no matter what already. So then when she says like, I'm this monster, then it goes really well. I highlighted this from that interaction. She says, uh, the aggressive wild energy I'd always felt around you used to scare me, you know, but you always had my back. Never Mm -hmm. judged me for what I was. I'm not scared anymore. Can't wait to see you, the real you. And -hmm. then Jack thinks, well, damn, I might cry. Did we just become best friends? Yeah. (laughs) Jack has some pretty funny um, inner monologue. She really does. I mean, this woman's badassery is next level. I love her. So she ends up shifting. She tells him the plan. She's going to knock out the lights. Try not to scream when I shift. She ends up explaining to them what she is. And she says she's a Regitera. They call them her a werewolf. And she goes, no, I'm this other thing. She tells them that she's going to shift and please don't scream because she's going to give them the signal when to scream. And then the the alien's going to come in and she's going to take it from there. I think before she even shifts, she says that, you know, she was never a normal size girl or petite that she's 60 230 pounds of muscle i thought jesus she is big yeah she is she i highlighted that too yeah six foot six inches and 230 pounds of muscles my biceps were probably bigger than patty's thighs and that's before she shifts after she shifts it says i stood at seven and a half feet tall and at least a hundred pounds heavier so as soon as she shifts she's gigantic yeah she is gigantic Mm -hmm. and callie had told her at one point that she was a pilot for the air force and so she says to her, well, do you think you can fly the ship after I take care of them? And she goes, well, I can try because who the hell knows if you can fly an alien ship, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she ends up, you know, it's all dark in there. She ends up shifting and she tells the girls when to start screaming. And so the girls start screaming and then the some of the aliens come running in to find out what is going on. Yeah, at this point, she basically goes on a murder spree <laughs> and also an eating spree. Oh my God, yeah. And not only does she eat, kill a bunch of these aliens, but she ends up eating them also and saying they taste like fish. Not only did they look like sharks, but they also tasted like fish. And they were feeding them like disgusting little rations. So she was hungry. So mm-hmm. she kills and eats almost every alien on the ship, except for one, basically. Yeah, which... I want to read this description of when she attacks one of them. Okay. She says, I grab him by his skinny shoulders. I lifted him up, cramming his creepy head into my jaws and biting down. His head crunches like a grape, flooding my mouth with brain, blood, and bone. It tasted just like fish. I've been hungry forever. I tossed him to the floor and start eating the rest of him in a frenzy. Ugh. It was so gross. It is so gross, but I fucking love her. Oh, yeah, it, she, while this whole scene 
grossed me the F out and how mm-hmm. she murdered and ate a bunch of these aliens. So it was hard for me to read because of that because it was so like graphic and disgusting. But I also really liked it because then she's doing all of this herself. It's not like some man appears and rescues them. Like she's rescuing them herself. So she really is that bad bitch. Yeah. And Patty yells out to her, you know, that's gross, Jack. You don't know where he's been. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. And it says... She's thinking that Patty is completely unbothered by the blood and the gore all over her. And she puts die for her. She just loves Patty. Mm -hmm. And then it says she reached down and slid my snack alien out of the way. And (laughs) placing it in Callie's hand. And then because the doors are open and close and operate by the alien's face, she picks up one of the corpses and just starts carrying it around to walk out the door and walks out the door so that she can go looking for the rest of the crew and his face is going to open the door. So that's what she does. She goes like room to room and mm-hmm. I can't remember where she finds the guy that she ends up keeping alive, but she does end up keeping one of them alive. Yeah. And she goes into like their cafeteria and there's a bunch of them criticizing them the whole time because she says, They don't have any guards. They don't have anybody patrolling. These aliens are pathetic. She ends up going into the cafeteria. A bunch of them are sitting around the table. She ends up slaughtering all of them. And it says blood and wet flesh raining down all around the room until it's just me panting in the carnage. And she goes, one minute there's a room full of asshole aliens laughing and no doubt excited about their full cargo hold of money making humans. And the next you're trying to stuff your guts back inside while a monster's looming over you. (laughs) Like, oh God. Go ahead. Uh, no, you keep going. I'm... All right. So she ends up going into the uh, engineering room. She slaughters everybody on the bridge. And that's when she thinks, oh, God, I guess I should have left one alive. The last room that she went to check was where that one alien was that she didn't slaughter. He was an engineer or something. So okay. she wants to go into this cargo room. He does not want to open that door. He's absolutely terrified. She doesn't understand what he's saying and she ends up saying basically if you don't open the door i'm going to you know i'm gonna eat you i'm gonna do you like i did your friends so they open the she opens the door and what the only thing in the room in the middle of the room is a tube that has orange lights on it and inside the tube is what she describes as a monster it was trussed up like hannibal lecter face mask and all It lifted its head when I approached the glass and stared at me. Our eyes met. A jolt of awareness sparked through me. Four eyes shining through the mask glowed a pale yellow. They were elongated, almond-shaped, with smaller secondary eyes directly behind the primary ones. It had horns, hard ridges that ran from the forehead between the horns. I leaned in closer to the glass for a better look and realized the face was a mask. Its lower jaw was smooth, shiny black skin, a mouth seam between skin and plates, a mouth that was filled with nasty-looking needle teeth that showed me a snarl, and it lunged towards the glass at her. I had... Well, I have a confession to make, I should say. Okay. I had a really hard time picturing what he looked like because once he's out of the tube, we get more description of his body also. 
Mm -hmm. And so what the author does, which I really appreciate, is she had some character art done. So if you go on her Instagram page or her Twitter, you can see some artwork <gasps> of what he looks like. I didn't know that. I could not picture him. I was like, I don't really get it. <laughs> so I, I had like, a hard I, time too. That's funny. Kind of was like, I don't get it. And he's like tall. He ends up having like multiple tails. He has arms and legs. Plus he has tentacles at one point or at somewhere on his body, I should say, because they're always out. So I was like, I don't really get it and then he's got a lot of lights happening in his face and all these things so mm -hmm. um her uh character art for this was very helpful oh i'm gonna have to check that out yeah so she ends up taking him dragging him back to i guess it's one of the girls has a translator she, the one that's been there the longest callie has a translator she drags the shark alien back to her and says you know ask him what that is what is it and he says it's something, how do you say this word? Oryxis? Or Oryxis? O-R-I-X-A-S. I don't know. So all the girls have these translator things in them. Mm. But when Jack went to get hers, it made her violently ill and she couldn't stop puking. So she basically puked all of hers up. Mm -hmm. So she's the only person on the ship who doesn't understand what anybody's saying if they're not speaking English. So that's why yeah. she has to take this alien over there. And the alien, she says the alien was crying and she's like, great. He hadn't cried when he watched me kill all his people, but he's crying just thinking about this thing getting out. He says that they were going to sell it to a crime boss or something and please don't let it out because it'll kill us it'll kill all of us let it stay in the room he's not scared of anything but this monster thing in the tube yeah so she of course ends up feeling bad for the thing in the tube she's thinking doesn't it need to eat so she makes all the girls move away and she tells them i'm gonna let this thing out we're shutting the door if you don't hear me on the knocking on the door or something within x number of minutes then you need to you know open the airlock or something and kill us or whatever so she ends up letting the thing out she's afraid but she's really interested in him too and once she lets him out of the chains collapses for a little bit to get his strength and she ends up stepping a little closer to him and it says i step closer to him and that's when it hit me like a punch in the gut from a prize fighter his scent christ he smelled good i've gotten way closer to him without realizing he has vertical pupils in his glowing eyes and she tries to stumble back from him and thinks he's absolutely huge and he obviously he was male right because his cock was external like you know, a <laughs> yes. lot of people and she says even flaccid the thing was a hammer and she's mm -hmm. all for christ's sake stop looking at it She's obsessed. Yeah, that was funny. She also describes his body as he had tails, he had tentacles. Tentacles were slender and shorter, and they ended in three pronged finger like appendages at their tips that formed a stiff, spear like beak when they were closed together. His extra limbs were lined with dots that strobed in a fading pattern with the rest of his his lines along his body. He sounded really cool. And I really liked how he has all of these light effects. Kind of, he reminded me mm -hmm. kind of like a fish, how like fish can do that with their oh, scale, yeah, that's scales, a, I guess. Yeah, good comparison. He doesn't hurt her, basically, is the bottom line. He doesn't hurt her. She ends up going and knocking on the door and saying, we're good, open up. You know, he's not going to kill us. 
And he ends up going into another room, digging through a bunch of stuff and finds a translator that he can put in her ear and then she can understand him. Yeah, I just want to read this one thing that happens when she goes with this guy to where the other girls are. She gets to the door. She's freaking out a little bit and she thinks to herself, um, giving myself a little shake, I brought my fist up and banged on the metal door. It's me. We're good. Open up. I called. And then internally she's thinking, we were not good. I wanted to fuck an alien. Send help. That's part of the thing I loved about Jack was all these little really funny like one or two liners that she had in here that were very comical when a lot of it was dark and or gross when she's eating other aliens i was excited when i read the first chapter because i thought oh this book is going to be really good yeah yeah right away i really liked jack and i thought it was pretty funny at the beginning so the alien tells her to follow him him and she does and when they walk back over to the girls she says the shark's crying again and she says he the alien that she's following she says he deserves recognition for pure badassery and then patty's looking at this thing and she i thought this would work for your for a couple of reasons for your book challenge Mm -hmm. she sees patty looking at him and she goes that staring was making me feel stabby She's very uh, protective of him or, you know, don't look at my man instantly. As soon as she smelled him. Mm -hmm. I mean, a little bit when she saw him, right? But then when she smelled him, she really was like, oh, man. Yeah, she said, I had never been so sexually frustrated and confused in my life. I mean, he didn't have ears. His nostrils were two pronged holes in his face that opened and closed with each breath. I wanted to scream and demand that he bent me over the council. I did not. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's just funny because she's so jealous of the other women even looking at him that she, at one point she thinks, I might go on another killing spree. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's out of control with this guy. And he, at this point, is being really cool with her and just says, I need to, um, he explains who he is. He's a general and he needs to contact his ship and tell them where they are so that they can come rescue them. He's not giving anything away to indicate that he also feels this attraction to her. Mm-hmm. So she's really, really trying to keep it very cool. And yeah, but it, again, her internal dialogue is I was jealous, big, ugly, green, jealous over an alien male that was probably just doing his military duty of protecting and serving. There's no point in denying it further at this point. This male so different and strange from a whole other fucking universe was my mate. So she doesn't want to admit it to herself, but she finally does and says, oh my God, of all the creatures in all the universes, this guy's my mate. Yeah, I highlighted the part just after what you just read because I love how she's trying to kind of think about, well, how do I, how do I approach this? Like, how do I, how do I get an alien interested in me? He has a cock, so he has to have sex, right? Did I just come out (laughs) and ask? Uh, Yes, Mr. Alien General, sir, do you have sexual relations with total strangers on an alien ship after being abducted or does interspecies dating offend you (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's very witty and another girl that was in the cage i think her name was jessica she put her hand on him to speak to him and all of a sudden a bone chilling growl burst out of my mouth like a bomb echoing off the halls of the room 
everyone froze. I come to my feet, my skin rippling. He looked back down at his arm and removed her hand gently. He took a step away from her and towards me. And then Callie says, maybe no one touch him. And she's like, sorry, guys, I don't know what this is. Lies. <laughs> she knows exactly what this she is. She knows exactly what it is. Oh, Patty makes a comment. She's all, so you want a fucking alien? When she's talking to her, damn girl, you work fast, right? And she's like, it's because you got an eyeful of his big dick, huh? Oh, you think I didn't notice that he had that? It's hard to miss. It's like a holiday candle and swinging around in open air. And she says to her, don't look at his dick. So then they go to the bridge, right? I don't know. I don't have like notes like you do. The next thing I have highlighted was when he tells her about the relationships between his species and her species, which was chapter six. Is that you skipped the crash? No, did I? I don't think I did. Did I? Am I highlighting? Uh, I might have because... Yeah, I was in chapter four. No, chapter five is where they're talking about how she admits that he's her mate. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, my notes on this book are not great. So and I'm just going to admit that. Like, Okay. <laughs> well, that, so. they end up crashing because the one guy they let live goes in and is ripping wires out of the engine room. <laughs> I actually kind of <laughs> liked that because it's like... You always have to know if you let one person live. I think she was hoping he could fly the plane, but then he yeah. like, was no help at all. So instead of just killing him, they put him in some sort of separate room, which of course he just got out of. And then he's like destroying the ship. And then the ship crashes and she wakes up with some other people from the ship on a planet. Yeah, it's kind of sad because the, he tells the girls, I can get you back to Earth. No problem. When my ship gets here, you know, that's what we're going to do. And then when this guy messes with the ship and they're going to crash, he can only save Jack, Callie, Patty, and Sam. Those are the only people he can save because they were with him. And all the other girls were in another room and they ended up dying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone died except for them. Scary. So go ahead. That start talking about when he starts telling her about their species um well she just tells him a little bit about how she got on that ship and what's you know kind of happened with her and what her name is and where she came from she said oh and she tells him what species she is she says i am a rigetera i'm from new mexico in the united states of america earth and he says and what is a rigetera he murmured and she says a shapeshifter i think and the girls ask that because he knows what she is when she says it he knows no it's what it says he murmurs that's what he asks her oh okay and then he says and then it says in the book he bent to press his forehead against mine the rigetera my ursang that's what he calls her mm -hmm. were our ancient enemy i know then, it was sad yeah, but then she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm from Earth. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, I, I get that we're not human, but like, we're not aliens. You're an alien. So then how are you saying that my people were your ancient enemies? But it turns out she's not necessarily always been on Earth for this species. We find out they are, in fact, some sort of alien species themselves. Yeah, that he his people had a huge war with her people that her people were they were portrayed as being the bad people right they had technology that was way more advanced than anybody else's technology they destroyed all their 
their whole planet, basically. They destroyed it. They pulled apart their home planet and burned their technology. And then we tried to forget. They thought they had killed every single one of them. But she's like, no, there's several that are on Earth. But none of us are aggressive. None of us are doing things. We're just going about minding our own business. We have no intention of taking over Earth. We never have. We have no aggression. Because her type of people would meet all over the world, you know, just so they could have a connection with each other. But they never did anything aggressive. Yeah, and she's also points out how she looks like a human. She's like, I look like a human right now. Why would I look like a human? Or why would my ancestors look like a human if they were aliens like you are? She's like, that alone doesn't make sense. So then he explains to her that they, her species, had genetically engineered themselves to take the best genes from any they mated with, but that mm -hmm. they would birth a Rishatera no matter the species of the mate with attributes from the mate that would strengthen them. Mm -hmm. So apparently that's kind of why she looks like a human mm -hmm. now or her, and even her mom and you know her family. Since coming from Earth, they kind of adapted. Yeah, and she had explained that her mom was a very very scary Riddatera. Anyway, he talks to her about something called the Alliance. It's called the Unity, and it's six planets that came together to form the Alliance, and they all pulled their military resources together and had this big war with her species and her planet, and only two of the six planets, I guess, survived, and that her people had destroyed all the others. Yeah, so it's like her people are apparently the bad guys, Mm -hmm. But then they're the ones that got wiped out. So then you also kind of feel bad for them. Yeah. And he explains that his family is a really renowned, well-known family, um, that they hunted these people down and, and killed them. And he says that his family is the only ones to have a true, the true account of the war crimes that they committed. Yeah, I'm, I'll admit right now that this is kind of where the book started to lose me because I'm like, okay, she's an alien. She's not just a werewolf. Now she's an alien. There's some sort of like intergalactic war that happened a long time ago. And then now her mate is from the enemy, enemy's line. So I'm like, okay, this is kind of like Romeo and Juliet-ish, but then it's like a lot happening. <laughs> There's a kind lot of, happening, but that's why I liked it. It wasn't just your typical, they meet, they fuck, he goes down on her constantly throughout the book. There was more of a story here. This book is very heavy on the plot, mm -hmm. which is good. But then I felt like so much was focused on the plot that I kind of lost my connection with the characters themselves at some point. Mm -hmm. but, well, the beginning of the book was way funnier than the rest of the book. I'll give you that. Well, and just like more, more dialogue, more character base, I guess. And then now when we're getting into this part of things, there wasn't that much like put into them, their mates. It's just kind of like, okay, they accept it. And then they go on. I don't know. I just really like lost my connection with the characters around this point in the book. Yeah, it, it did do a little bit of a shift, but I still really enjoyed it. And he tells her, you know, you're not your ancestors and neither am I. You know, they both did some fucked up shit but we shouldn't forget about, but you're my mate and I'm, I'm fine with that. She's happy that his kind is okay with interspecies dating because they can still be together. And, you know, it's like that even here, you know, we're, we should never forget our history. 
So anyway, they end up, they're on this planet now. It's like this big desert. There's really nothing there. She has an overneeding, overwhelming need to hunt for him. She tells him, you stay and guard the girls. I'm going to go looking. I'm going to go hunt. She ends up finding him food. And while she's out, she actually finds a oasis where there's mm-hmm. water. And she's excited to come back and tell him that. Um, some of the girls, uh, Sam was unconscious for most of this at the beginning of when they land and try to figure out the planet. So Sam comes to and they kind of, you know, fill her in on everything that's going on. Jack is just like, well, I heal really fast. So that's why I'm okay. And that's why I was able to do all this stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she heals a little too fast. It's not just the shifter healing. It's like she's a little special. It must be this alien lineage now we know about. They have to hide because he's like, the enemy's going to come looking for us. And we don't know whether my my ship and my men are going to show up first or these bad guys. We need to hide. They go to the oasis to hide. Then I guess they hear a ship coming. He goes to, he tells her, you have to stay here and I'll go look to see what's going on. And it's killing her to wait. She ends up waiting but she can't take it anymore. And the girls tell her, go, go find him. We know it's really hard on you. And when she gets there, he is surrounded by the bad guys and he's on his knees on the ground and she freaks out. And this is when she not only shifts, she does a major shift. She becomes a berserker. Did you have any notes on that or? No, I, what chapter are you on? I lost the place where you are. I lost the place that I am. Okay, I was trying to find it, but I can't. Um, That was kind of cool that she sees, like, these people, what do you call it, threatening him. Mm-hmm. And so she, she goes into, like, extra crazy protective mode. So not only is she a werewolf, not only is she an alien, but then now she's in this berserker mode, which I don't know if she's ever been in that mode before or if that was a brand new reaction for her. It was my impression that it was brand new. She was... Okay. Yeah, because she was crazy she was a badass before but she was a badass times 10 once she shifts into this berserker mode so this is at this point we find out the bad guy is his brother yes that's right so we find out that the bad guy is his brother in that this is how he ended up on that alien ship to begin with. It was his brother who betrayed him. And he said, I had given explicit instructions that you were not to be harmed. You were never supposed to know, OM. I had arranged for you to be taken to a mining encampment on Krosos. The moon is very isolated. It says, OM's brother raised a small handgun looking weapon and pressed it to the side of my mate's head. Time froze. And then now we get everything from her berserker point of view that's yeah. when she goes that's what triggers her yeah uh, she just annihilates everybody that's affecting her mate she in her berserker mode can see her the brother's trying to get away he's screaming he's trying to get back into the ship and all she's thinking is i need to kill all of these people the monster could not let him escape it needed to feast on his flesh and wash itself in his blood the brother needed to know agony before he died for daring to threaten which belonged to the creature the brother the other soldiers are protecting him he does does end up getting up on the ramp of the ship and getting away. And then she just ends up 
passing out because she hears her mate whisper her name and she's standing there towering over him and he's humongous yeah she kind of like comes to out of this trance and she's like well what happened and then he explains what happened to her during this incident and then he also says i think somewhere in your line one of your ancestors mated with a yanni mm-hmm. she says what is that and he says yanni were enormous creatures that inhabited the harsh frozen planets known to be incredibly dangerous they would enter a type of trance and that's so, what she was like she was like in a trance mm-hmm. the more we read in this book the more we figure out that jack has a lot of different layers to her and all the different things of how she's a monster <laughs> Yeah, and he also explains that because he was in danger, it triggered some enhanced shift in her and that he's very proud of her. And he apologizes for being a troublesome mate. He was cute with her. I like them together. He's a big old scary alien, Mm -hmm. but then he's also a big old cinnamon roll. Yeah. Yes, he is. Absolutely. Yeah, so they're trying to figure out how are they going to, you know... His brother's a traitor. His brother's been spreading lies about what's happening within the unity. But there's only two of them, two planets left. I mean, I don't know. I was a little confused about what he was actually taking over since there's only two planets left. Well, I'm going to be absolutely no help for you trying to figure it out. <laughs> okay. I don't understand a lot of what's happening in this book. So. Okay. I think I read a couple more chapters and then I had to start heavily skimming it because this book really lost me. Maybe part of the reason it lost you was you were skimming it. I don't know. I liked it. I was surprised that I liked it because it does go off on this whole huge... Obviously, the author at some point is going to have multiple books Mm -hmm. about this. And I was kind of bummed when I realized she's only written this one book and who knows when she's going to write the next one, right? Yeah, she's probably writing book number two right now. Just kind of making generalizations about this book. Okay. Um, They end up, since you skimmed it, they end up realizing there's a lot of betrayal in this book. And he knows that his brother went to the planet that her people are from looking for some kind of archive. And that he is very afraid that if anybody gets their hands on this advanced technology, they are going to be the supreme ruler of their universe because their technology was very dangerous so they they decide that they are gonna his people come in his ship save them they decide they're gonna go to this planet and see if they can figure out what exactly his brother got his hands on because he doesn't know they end up going to the planet and when they get there there had been some people that had settled left his planet um i forgot the name that they called him but there was a special name for them and they went to settle their own planet and when they they were all dead all all the encampments and all the settlements all the people the children everybody was dead with some kind of disease that affected all of them and they're she's saying to him to um why are they dead when they had these nanos in them and he said well part of them leaving their planet was they had to have those taken out so they had no quick healing thing 
But then we find out at some point in the book that she must have the nanotechnology in her, which is why she does have the quick healing and is also why they weren't able to put that translator in her. Because even at one point, the ear translator stops working and really starts bothering her. But then she's able to like awaken her nanotechnology so that way she can understand what OM is saying to her even without that ear translator. Yeah, so what it... I got out of this book was that her species is on earth and all this stuff is dormant because they are trying to hide and not be because they'll all be slaughtered. If these people find out if the unity finds out that there are still some of these people alive. And so she is able to reawaken special nanos and advanced technology that her people had come up with. So they end up going to this planet and they end up, realizing everybody's basically dead and it's like the chicken pox to me it sounded like basically chicken pox where they had sores all over their body and they end up finding the entrance of where these artifacts his brother had gone and found the artifacts and there is an advanced technology guarding the artifacts that says if you take anything you're all going to die and even ohm and his men are getting sick She's the mm -hmm. only one that's not being yeah. affected. Yeah, she's the only one that can be there and not have issues. But it's got to be because she's this blend of all these different species. Plus, she has this nanotechnology in her, which apparently goes from the mother to the child in utero. Mm -hmm. Yeah, must be like in her blood or something. Yeah, so the thing that I didn't understand is if Almond and his men have these nanos, in their system why are they getting sick i think because her nanos are so advanced that they can't even they don't even have like the technology to replicate it mm. it's so it's like light years ahead of where the current technology is for them yeah so this ai that's guarding all of the what are what's the name of their species uh, her species yeah rigatera i think okay so it recognizes Jack. It's a DNA match. They're given access because of Jack. She's able to understand what it's saying and nobody else can. And it the thing basically says, your friends are permitted, but take nothing and live. Disobey and you're all going to die. So they, they're going downstairs to find out what's going on. And then they end up doing something. He, she's talking to the AI then trying to save her friends. I think it uses part of her blood to help come up with something that they can give her friends. They put them in some kind of status and they come up with something that's going to work from her blood to help her friends live. And she sees like a hologram. It shows her this hologram of, and it says, I am Empress Eunice. Did you get that part? I, no. She's the, okay. So this is right towards the end of the book. So they see this, hel this hologram and it tells her, you know, she's the empress. She's the last of the line. The others have succumbed to the wasting disease that was set upon them by the Oracax, which okay. is Atten's line. Yes, that's his species of people. Yeah, so his species went under, the, like, it was like a Trojan horse thing. Brought them this gift because they said, we will not share our technology with you because they worried about war. They said to her, that's fine. We'll still be friends. Here, take this 
gift. The gift ended up being a disease that attacked all the cells in their body and killed all their victims. And even though they had superior genetics, in six months, the virus killed millions of people. And they ended up having scientists that worked on trying to find a vaccine and they gave it to the survivors. Those are the people with their children that were fled the planet and they hid on earth and all of this stuff comes out and ohm is horrified he knew it was bad but he had no idea just how bad it was she tries to tell him you didn't have part of this this is this is history you shouldn't feel bad and he says all this history that my family's been guarding is a lie and everything has been a lie her people did not attack there wasn't some great war where they saved everyone in the universe they ended up just killing them slaughtering them it was horrible and he's horribly ashamed yeah because it's like history is written by the winners right so that's kind of well what that's happened true here. do you want to just say that the book ends soon after that after things he's determined that he's going to go back and he's going to try to fix this mm -hmm. i don't think they know how yet but he wants to go back and he wants to save the people in the unity because they don't know the truth of what really happened. Yeah, but I think he's in stasis when the book ends, isn't he? Mm-hmm. She's one of the few people not in stasis right now. She's told that um, he has a 78% recovery rate and, you know, the recovery rate for the other ones is, you know, kind of varied. This AI thing, whatever it is, says um, it thinks that they will survive because yeah. with whatever antibodies Jack has in her system that now she gave to these people, it might work. Mm -hmm. But then she finds out that it wasn't like her being knocked out and waking up on the alien spaceship doesn't really make sense. And so now she's the end. The book ends with her thinking that her mom had something to do with her getting abducted. Yeah, because she's talking to the AI and tells the AI that she was knocked out and kidnapped. And he's like, the AI is telling her that's not possible. There's nothing that's generated that could knock you out unless it's something that was manufactured by one of your people. Yeah, she says, uh, judging by the human woman, their race isn't up to the technological standards of even the unity. They are too far behind to have accomplished the task and nothing the unity has could do it. So the logical answer is one of your people rendered you unconscious. So then she thinks, well, I was waiting for my mom to come visit me in jail. So it had to have been my mom. Yeah. And that's how I the book ends. I thought that was pretty cool. Twist. I'm like, what? It was her mother. But then why would like, her mother? How, yeah, why would her mom do that? But then also, does her mom know all this stuff about the alien ancestry and all these things? And if so, why didn't the mom ever tell the daughter any of this stuff? It's all very like lots of questions at the end of it. Yeah, the only thing that I could think of is that her mom stuck her on that ship because she does know what happened mm -hmm. and she wants Jack to be the one because. Maybe because Jack has that other berserker in her, she would be the logical choice to go find the truth and save her, you know, her people. I, I don't know, but how did her mom know that they would be rescued off that alien ship and not sold into slavery somewhere? She didn't. Yeah. Well, and how would the, the mom should have Berserker in her too? Because if it's passed down genetically through the family, unless mm -hmm. somehow Jack's dad is the one that's the Berserker, 
I don't know. All right. So do you want to sum up your thoughts on this book? Sure. I did not like this book. I like, I liked it at the beginning. I liked the characters at the beginning, but then once it got really into this very, very heavy into the sci-fi, it really lost me. I felt like I couldn't connect with the characters anymore. There was too much plot, too many wars, too many diseases. OM has, you know, he's got the tails, he's got the tentacles, he's got the flashing colorful skin. He's got all these things. And then Jack has everything with her. She's a berserker. She's a werewolf. She's an alien. She has nanotechnology. She's got all this. So I'm like, there was just too much happening everywhere for me. And so that's why I really had a hard time staying in this book and finishing it. And I like heavily skimmed the last half of the book because otherwise I would have DNF'd it. Wow. So what? <laughs> I'm afraid to ask you, what did you rate this thing? I would give this one dry panty. I didn't even really like their sex scenes. The sex <clears throat> scenes to me were like very... One of their sex scenes, like he's having sex with her, but then he uses the tentacle on her, which I did like this part because it was my favorite part about like not being sanitary. Yes. He holds because, her down on the table. Yeah, he's holding her down on the table. And it says, like, the parts of his tentacle in my ass were still lazily thrusting inside me. And I lifted my hips up for more. Someone was going to have to sanitize this table. It was beyond <laughs> tainted now. Okay, that was funny. Yeah, that was, it was. pretty good. But very shortly after they she bites him to do the mate bonding thing. And they're still on that planet they crash landed on. They end up having sex in front of all the other women. I'm like, that's fine with that. I mean, you read orc books and they have sex in front of all those other people. Yeah. What's the difference? I don't know. I was just was not like feeling it. I was like, okay, this is just for like shock value or like, I get that she says like her people don't care about that kind of thing. One of the girls is like, oh, I'm blushing so hard because I'm a 27 year old virgin or whatever. It's like, was that the doctor? I think that was the doctor. Sam. uh, Yes, I think so because she had spent so much time dedicated to her schooling and then at some point she was like, you know, you get to a point where you're old and then like guys you're old just too really, late. Well, our guys just really want you because they're like fetishizing the fact that you're a virgin. But it's like, yeah, yeah, before you know it, she's so we have like her who's like a Mary Jane, and then we have Patty who's uh, you know, big old whore, literally. God! <laughs> I mean, she was, she was literally a prostitute on earth. Wow! So it's like, no okay, we, they're like, polar opposites of each other <laughs> for characters side characters so, so my turn yeah so you tell me why you really like this book because i wanted to like this book and i did like the characters at the beginning but then i don't know like it, i'm such a mood reader that this will just happen to me sometimes so i feel like this was more of a me thing than a author thing because the author definitely put a lot of work into the plot and the setting it up for the future and all the things okay so i'll talk about my opinion of this book Yeah, tell me why you liked it. I fucking loved this book. I loved, loved, loved this book. I would give it four very wet panties. And the reason I liked it is because it was very different. You keep saying she was many things and a werewolf. She was never a werewolf. She was whatever the species is that she is. So that knocks one of those out. But well, yeah, but the I book lo- title is little, literally American Werewolf in Space. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, uh, I think that you, you're too intelligent. <laughs> you gotta just, 
let go suspend your belief in anything. I just thought it was hilariously funny. I love the way the author wrote. And I personally, I'm getting burnt out on books, these romance books, and all they do is have sex. And it's the same mm -hmm. fucking sex scene over and over again, where to me, it's just fucking boring. He instantly, a man instantly goes down on a woman. They have oral sex all the time. And there is no plot. I love yeah. this book because there absolutely was a plot. There was world building. There were multiple things that were going on that I'm sure are going to come out in the future. I love the twist at the end where it turned out it might be her mother. It did make me sad that all those people were annihilated on the planet because it kind of remember it reminded me of what the settlers did to the poor Native American people in America. You know, we exposed them to all these diseases and they just they had no immune system it was that was a hard reminder the war that was going on i thought was interesting the betrayal of his brother because you didn't see that coming i didn't see that coming and his brother being power hungry and how in the book his brother announced to everyone on the planet he ended up finding out from his second that his brother told everybody that ohm is a traitor and he needs to be captured and if anybody sees him or knows anything they need to let the government know right away because he he ended up accusing his brother of everything he's guilty of i just i just love the fact that this book was not the same thing over and over again because i i get bored mm -hmm. it's like i want there to be more story development in a lot of these books than just fucking sex literally and figuratively and i feel like this book checked all the boxes i absolutely will be reading her next book and any other book she puts out in the series okay that's good yeah for her first book i think this was a pretty amazing she her creativity to me was pretty amazing because all, all these things i didn't I didn't see coming to me. It's like when I watch a TV show and it's like, I know what's going to happen a mile, you know, coming from a mile away. Yeah. And when I find something that isn't like that and I'm actually surprised, I'm thrilled. Yeah. I will give you that. I think. Okay. Bear. <laughs> For me, it was just more about like, because I couldn't connect with the characters then I, it lost me for the plot because if I didn't care about the characters and I don't care about the plot, I wish there was more like relationship building between the two of them. Well, there could have been a little, yeah, there could have been a little more of that, but I did like them together. And I, I loved when they had sex. I love when she was looking at one of the guys that was on the ship because Patty was interested in him. Yeah. Alien, and he growls in her ear and says, do I have to remind you that you're mine? And man, does he later. Good God. <laughs> I think like, that's that, when they do that table needs to be yes, sanitized. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it's, I thought that was super hot. So I like the fact that they have that happening between them. But they did have a lot of other stuff going on in their world that they, you know, would say, I'm going to have to make this up to you. I have to go, but I'll make it up to you later. Mm-hmm type thing i did i really enjoyed it yeah i wonder if the next book is probably going to be her as the main character again what do you think because of how it ended because i thought well, the next book would be a different couple but now i'm like well with that ending maybe it's going to be her again 
Yeah, I think possibly because how can they start on a you know, like talking about Patty and the second, his second in command. Patty instantly was attracted to him. Yeah. So they did set up some things. And even the doctor, the doctor and the pilot, they set up all of them that there's someone that each of these women is attracted to, but they have a huge war ahead of them. So yep, that's going to get messy. It's going to get really messy. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know, but I think they need to wrap up him going to war with his brother and clearing his name and getting the truth out there about what really happened. Because at first I thought, well, maybe her... Maybe these people that are hiding on Earth are going to come back at some point and take over everything again. But then once you learn about them, that they were totally innocent, they just did not want to be involved in this war. I thought, oh, maybe they just want to come back and live their lives. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you'll have to let me know. Yeah, so... <laughs> I will. So what are, you, what are you reading now? I am currently reading Haven by S.E. Wendell. It's the book number two in the Broken Wings duet. Oh, yeah. I have that in my I need to read it list. It's pretty good. Book number two. So it's like the conclusion mm -hmm. in the duet. And so now I like that book because or the I guess I could call it a series, even though it's only two books, because in this one, the female is the knight and she's the one rescuing the man who has wings, which I always love. Mm -hmm, <laughs> so yes, it's really well done. At first, when I started reading it, I thought it might be young adult. Uh, it's definitely not young adult. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so ha happy to confirm for anybody who's wondering, it's not young adult at all. Mm -hmm. but it's really good i like the characters i've never read this author before and this book just came out on friday so as soon as it came out i downloaded it and so i'm reading it right now yeah i've been having a hard time this week where i i can only read at night i go to bed super early it's embarrassing i don't even want to say how early but i read for like two two and a half hours before i go to sleep and i have been so tired lately and I don't know why I start reading and I get really tired and I can only read for like an hour and then I fall asleep so I can't read during the day it, it makes me super tired and I have other things I want to do so but I I have read other books because you know I'm always read multiple books at once mm -hmm. and I wanted to tell you that I finished reading Her Orc Warrior with Zoe Ashwood okay and and I, I really liked it. Nice. I liked it a lot. And now I'm reading the next book, which is Her Orc Warrior, which is also very good so far. So I highly, I recommend those books because, you know, I do like orc stuff. Mm -hmm. And I like the way that these orcs interact with their mates. So, so the book you just finished is Her Orc Guardian. Mm hmm. Okay. I think you said the other book title, but that could just Her be me. Orc. That's the book I'm reading now. I finished the first, the second book, and now I'm reading yeah, the so third you're on book, book three. Yeah, which yeah. is the warrior one where he was the guard of the queen. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I'm reading now. Nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm excited. I think there's one more book in that series going to come out. So yeah. hopefully that comes out soon because I like that author and how she writes. Yeah, and I, I have to say I was really good last year about keeping a list in my notes journal about the books that we read, about things that I want to read but haven't gotten to yet. 
Mm-hmm. And so far this year, I know it's only in February, but I've been really bad about it. <laughs> I haven't even been writing down when I finish a book, which is not not me at all. I usually write it down. I put little notes in there. I act like I'm just too busy and I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to like sit down one day and go through your like Kindle Unlimited download history and then yeah, you can, like, or- update your thing. I. I do that through Goodreads, but I know you like to have the actual like paper journal. Yeah, I do. So anyway, that's what I've been doing. What are you going to do today? Is Amelia feeling better? A little bit. Both the kids are supposed to have volleyball practice today. So that's what I'm going to be doing. How can she go to volleyball practice if she's not feeling good? Well, she has a cough now. So I mean, well, she's she... been resting for a week. So she needs to start doing something. Did she eat? Was yeah, she she's eat? been eating. Oh, good. Okay. She's been eating for a few days now and oh, good. You know, not not really as sick as she was. She still has a cough, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot better. So she's going to school tomorrow. I'm going to take her to practice in a little bit for not for a few hours, but mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm gonna, I got to do laundry, oh, that God. sort of thing. I got to do like the typical Yeah. You know, typical weekend thing. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm probably going to work <laughs> on those dolls. I need to stop working. Oh, I know what I want to do. I want to try to, you know, that dog quilt pattern I showed you. Yeah. I want to try and and do that. But So I'm going to go digging through my fabric. I don't think I have any black fabric, though. And I need black for the dog nose. And I'm going to see if I can cut that out. I need to do something different than those dolls. I've just been like a factory making. In fact, I brought a bunch in last week for um, crocheting group I'm in. Uh-huh. And they're like... <laughs> woman that runs the club she guilted me she's like do you ever clean your house I'm like no <laughs> she's all do you ever do yard work i'm like no she goes so you just do these dolls all day because i brought in a bunch of them i'm like yeah i go it's all about me at this point in my life and i do whatever the hell i want to do you know whatever the mood like, strikes me that's so annoying because last time yeah the lady was like are you gonna bring more dolls so you bring her a bunch of dolls and she's like do you ever do anything else so it's like this bitch is never satisfied well that was another that was another woman that said are you gonna bring more dolls as i was oh, okay. out the door so it wasn't it wasn't her but then i you know she she ends up, she's like 80 and she ended up telling me she has a, a lot, a lot of, she has three quarters of an acre and she is constantly gardening Ugh. constantly. And I thought, how in God's name can you do that at 80? Because I know it's 60. Four, when I had my last house, I had, what did I have? 11,000 square feet. And I was dying. I was doing so much gardening, but she has fruit trees and she gave me uh, some fresh vegetables to take home and I thought god how does she at 80 I don't have that kind of energy now it also doesn't sound good like <laughs> well it doesn't sound good to you but when you're in no. when you're into it you know I like I did do some gardening oh so as far as the cleaning my house comment I did end up vacuuming and mopping and dusting and then I went in the garden and I did pull some weeds and it there is a connect I mean there's scientific evidence to show a correlation between working in your garden and it lifting your mood. I do agree with that. Yeah, well, then come over here and help me. <laughs> No, I, I, I think it's the vitamin D. I could get that just by standing there. I don't think that's it. There's something about doing the earth. And, you know, I'm not into astrology, but it could be the Taurus and me too, where, you know, I'm connected to the earth. It's an earth sign. Mm-hmm. 
So plus a uh, blooming season for my irises is coming up. So I have to get yard semi weeded. Oh, and I also went out and I sprayed. I know I'm not supposed to be using Roundup, but I couldn't take it. I did it anyway. And all those <laughs> rocks that I had put in around the uh -huh. side of the, all the weeds are coming up. So I'm like, I've got to get out there. It looks terrible. So I did that. Okay. So you've done a lot. Yeah, I guess I have done a lot. Yeah. I uh, watched some TV this morning and then I took a bunch of, in my other uh, Instagram account, my bookstagram for mm -hmm. all the books that I read. I haven't been very good about posting. Just like mm. how you're like, I haven't been putting anything in my journal. Yeah. I've, I've been reading a shit ton, but I have yeah, not have. been posting anything on Instagram about what I'm reading. So I started doing it again and then I was like, oh, I'm kind of sick of the graphics I have that I are pre-made. Mm -hmm. So this morning I spent like two hours setting oh, up little scenarios and taking a million pictures oh. of like pre-made graphics. So then when I read something, I could just slap the cover image on it and post mm -hmm. it and it'll be easy. How in so God's name, did, how did you read 14 books in a month? <laughs> how is that even possible? <laughs> I'm telling you, I haven't really been doing anything but reading. <laughs> My God, that's like two and a half books a week. I was laying in bed one night trying to figure out if, they, if it's 14 bucks a, books a month, how many books is that a week? I'd like to know how many pages you've read and divide it by the number of days in the month. I don't know why, but I'm dying to know. What the hell Bookstagram are you doing? Will, or not Bookstagram. Goodreads will actually tell you that info. One of these books actually on here is an audio book. So it was actually 13 okay. books, but All still. Right. You still had to have time to listen. <laughs> I'm honestly, I haven't really been watching TV. TV is just not really. Yeah, it's and not then good. freaking um, 1923 had that uh, long ass break. When so is it coming back? Next it Thursday? came back to note today. So you got to, <gasps> that's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Yeah. Putting hair on dolls and watching that. Yeah, I, um, I'm so bored with television because I, finished watching body cam which just gives me a heart attack every time and i'm totally team cop after watching that show i'm like i don't know how these people put up with these dumbass people that are out in the world and then then they almost kill themselves catching the bad guys and yeah. they go to court and they get like three months i'm like really was yeah. it worth climbing that barbed wire fence and getting shot in the leg so that this <laughs> asshole could get three months uh, I, and i'm constantly screaming at the at the screen shoot them just fucking shoot them <laughs> they're too stupid to live anyway oh god <laughs> what they that's are not, i know but that's not how being a cop works but yes it's true it's like you wish they would just fall off a cliff and disappear yeah, well, that's why I'm not a cop, because I could never be a cop. I would be like Clint Eastwood and Dirty Harry. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Nice. Yeah, so I guess thank you for... Oh, I still have my crown on my head. I better take it off oh before my God. it... What? That's hilarious. Um, We also didn't announce our next book, so we should probably do that before we sign off. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Our next book is Dead Witch Walking by Kim Harrison. Yeah, it, this book's kind of long, so I hope to God that it's good. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, so. or I'll be I'll be calling you going, can I use your notes? Because I just can't get it together. <laughs> That's all right. That's kind of what I did this time. Like, I had to rely mostly on your notes. Okay, I'm shooting you a picture of my crown right now. And please note that I have not combed my hair yet today. Okay, that's fine. All right, so hold on. I'm sending it to you right now. It comes. 
You may have to zoom in to see what it actually looks like. It was okay. pretty inexpensive, this one. So now I have more than one. <laughs> you have more than one. I love that. Oh, hold on one second. I could see how the Queen of England is really into this because these are fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Isn't that cute? It was $30. Nice. Oh, you know what? You We may have to put a picture of it online. Okay, that's fine. Uh, since we're talking about it. Or just cut this part so people don't know. People are um, saying, I want to know what it looks like. Take a picture of it that you'll allow me to post. And I'll post it after this episode comes out. That's fine. All right. I'm just warning our listeners. I don't ever wear makeup. So be forewarned. Yeah. Or you could just put the crown on the table and take a picture of it. Oh, you be wearing you it, that's fine too. <laughs> Shut up. I know you'd have to remove it in order to do that. <laughs> yes, I, I would have to remove it. So, all right. <laughs> I'll do that. If you all insist. right. All well, right. You have a good day and good luck. Are you going to do you read while you're at these soccer or volleyball practice? No, I don't stay. I just drop the kids off. Oh, I thought you stayed. Okay. No, not usually. Right, good. They're long. They're like you. two hours each. So, yeah, I thought you were staying the whole time. And I was like, what are you insane? I mean, I could stay and read for two hours. That would be no problem for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, or do you have to pretend like you're actually paying attention to what the girls are doing? Just kidding. Well, no, because they don't usually let you in the practice with them. So I'd have to, like, stay outside or, like, sit in the car. Oh, I didn't know that. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a great well, day, and I'm going to go watch that show now. Thank God. Uh, all right. Let me know what you think when it's over, because that's what I watched this morning when I woke oh. up. All right. I'll text you. Okay. All right. Bye, honey. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.